0: And welcome, my friends, once again to the Delegator Daily Thought Podcast. If you are left, you just ain't right. And all the rest, my friends. Remember, this is the podcast that ain't woke. I ain't playing with woke. I'm done with woke. I think we all should be done with woke. But we've got an award to give out to start the show. With my, perhaps my oldest award I've given out. And I could literally give them out every day but I want to keep them somewhat special for the specially the especially stupid people and uh this congresswoman especially stupid is exactly what she is uh your Marxist moron award for the uh for being again a Marxist moron who believes in the tenets of Marxism and believe they are superior to the tenets and beliefs and values of our founding fathers, that's what a Marxist moran is. And yes, uh, Governor Maxine Waters, who who looks like she's about seven thousand years old, I gotta say, um, she is the winner today. And she was talking about uh, this idea that investments, when you when you invest in companies, uh, the government ought to. Investment companies all to ignore your just using your whatever will grow your wealth the fastest. They should look at uh, are these companies into equity and inclusion and diversity and will they really further the cause of political greatness and leftism and Marxism more than they will grow your actual wealth. And here is Maxine Waters, who is absolutely gaga. She loves this idea. And she's being interviewed by apparently an idiot uh, on CNBC. And it seems like this young lady is really infatuated and excited about Maxine Waters. Uh, So go ahead, my friends, take a listen uh, to this bit of idiotic idiocy. Services Committee, Republicans kicking off the first of six hearings today focused on deterring companies from prioritizing environmental and social goals over investor returns. Our next guest plans to fight back by introducing pro ESG bills of her own. Joining us now is California Congresswoman and House Financial Services Committee ranking member Maxine Waters. Welcome back, Congresswoman. Thank you for joining us. You know, ESG has become a, be you. Thank you. It's, it's become a dirty word for corporate America. It's gotten so politicized. It certainly has gotten politicized. And it's unfortunate because it's inevitable uh, that everyone is going to have to participate in dealing with the environmental crisis, social uh, activity, and, of course, uh, corporate governance. And so even if these attempts uh, to deny or to delay are taking place and then in the final analysis, we're going to have to have ESG. And so yes, uh, we're paying a lot of attention to it. Uh, we're going to fight back against these attempts to deny or destroy uh, the whole idea of environmental, of uh, social and governance. Uh, but uh, we have to do it in order to save this planet. So there you go, you see? To hell with your wealth. To hell with the looking out for your best financial information strategy and your future. No, they've got to tell the world and they've got to push causes that uh, that believe that the world's about to just explode in a giant uh, giant ball of flame and the the sky will fall. Chicken Little will be happy. Uh, the uh, the uh, idiot here, Maxine Waters. One of the most corrupt members of the House uh, will continue to be fine. She will be fine, I guarantee you. Uh, but she really believes in this uh, climate change garbage. Uh, she is a, a member, I would say, in good standing of the cult of climate change. She wins your Marxist Moran Award. There's more here, uh, but really, uh, the GOP is pushing hard against it, as they should. Because, again, it doesn't look at investing in companies that are putting the, the best product out or making the most money or the most financially stable. Uh, she wants you to look at companies that do the right environmental thing, according to what the left wing says, even though it won't really be the right thing for the environment most likely. Uh, she wants uh, you to be forced to have your money go to these ESG programs, and I'm sure uh, Maxine Waters will make some money off of it. It always goes back to that with these corruptocrats. Uh, I'm sure a lot of our pals and our fellow miscreant Democrats and liberals, I'm sure they'll make money. Uh, but uh, you, to hell with you. You don't count. Your money is to be used by the government for whatever idiots like Mark Maxine Waters, Mad Maxine. Uh, what a hateful, hateful old battle axe. And her face literally looks like, I don't even know. She kind of looks like a wax figure, but uh, less less human, frankly. Uh, I would play the rest, but I'm going to get a headache if I get into it. But Marxist mari, uh, Moron, Maxine Waters, your Marxist Moron winner of the day. Congratulations, Maxine. I know you've won these before. Uh, and you want to give a speech, Maxine. Too damn bad because your speeches give me a headache. So shut up, you corruptocrat. Now let's go to St. Paul schools. Uh, Daniel Greenfield has a, a headline that's caught my eye. It was in the Delegator top five today. The top five most interesting stories Monday through Thursday I put on the Delegator blog. You should read those every morning. Uh, they're usually one of the first three posts up. There's either the memes of the day or the pictures of the day and yes there are the daily babes of the day. and of course the daily top five. Uh, on weekends I do some different stuff, did a lot of link fast link around to you know sar- sarcastic post or, or really newsworthy post or uh, yes again, hot women because I'm a big supporter of hot women. I'm a believer in hot women. I'm what you would call a, an aficionado in hot women. Oh, God, don't I wish. But anyway, here's some of what Daniel Greenfield wrote. Uh, divesting in police is investing in black lives. That is according to the St. Paul School Board Director, uh, Chantil Allen. Uh, that's what she declared as the district voted not to renew its contract with the St. Paul Police Department because police are bad police are bad because uh, uh, what was the question again yeah the dumb people who literally believe that police stopping criminals is bad somehow because stats show that too many of those people are black therefore it must be an error now, what about these reports that are, are true? I've seen them for years now. Uh, that most of the uh, sexual assaults are done by white men. For whatever reason, the most of the rapists, molesters, etc., etc., are white men. They're the ones that are charged heavily. A heavy percentage of the, those charged are white men. A heavy percentage of those sitting in prison for being convicted of being rapists, etc., are again white males because they commit most of those crimes most of the people in jail for those crimes are indeed white but it doesn't work for any other race it can only be white guys again the left racializes and divides everything into this group versus that group versus these groups it is a horrible thing to watch uh so the saint paul school board director Till allen was very happy That they did not renew their contract with the St. Paul Police Department. Uh, Well, what happens if you need police and you don't have a contract with this police department? What if you need police? Wouldn't that be kind of handicapping your ability to protect people who, well, uh, attend your school? Wouldn't that be a bad thing to do? Uh, Greenfield remembers it was 2020 during the, uh, I'm sure the the summer of peaceful peaceful riots that caused billions of dollars of damages and 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 quite a number of deaths and violent riots because if you don't kill some people and burn down everyone's business and destroy communities you're not really on board with the peace movement don't you know that by now people it was a heyday of the black lighter black lives, black liars is more like it, black liars uh, matter. Uh, because most people involved with black lives the leadership, they get a lot of money. They get a lot of fat real estate deals and they live the high life and the, uh, the little people they're supposed to be protecting <coughs> not so much. Not so much economic justice for them. But it was the summer of race riots, over the drug overdose death of violent, a uh, violent career criminal, George Floyd. Uh, police defunding fever was running high in the Twin Cities. A Somali Muslim student with the last name of Omar, <coughs> pardon me, claimed that police officers had brutalized multiple Muslim girls and attacked their hijabs. After the vote, Omar, uh, Elon Omar, the representative. Claim that removing police officers means better safety and less trauma for black and brown kids. In other words, the less people you have to enforce laws, uh, the better your society will be somehow. Not sure. I gotta say not sure how that works, my friends. Not sure at all. Uh, Another student... uh, named Muhammad promised that removing police from, from schools is an important step toward true safety. There's a difference between safety and true safety. I don't know what it is and I probably never will be able to figure it out because the left cooked it up and that means it's complete and utter nonsense. Three years later, true safety has been officially achieved, writes greenfield a St. Paul public school survey found that, listen to the numbers, my friends, it's not good, it's not true what the letters is saying, okay, they're lying, they're jackals, they will bite you in the ass when they have the chance, they're jackals, you cannot trust them, trust me, especially women who murder their, were, uh, what do you say, murder their, uh, Are not murder, but marry, yes, they marry their brothers, you can't trust them. Uh, three years later, here's the numbers. Uh, a survey by the St. Paul Public Schools found that 55% of high school staff feel unsafe at work. Well, that's a step forward. Yeah, scared teachers. They teach better. You didn't know that? Of course they do. All the cool, uh, All the cool woke people know this stuff, you losers. 71% of staffers had seen physical violence in school. And 40% were worried about weapons in schools. Yeah, that's uh, that's really encouraging. Glad you got the police the hell out of there. Good Lord. What's their next step? Bringing thugs in and giving them guns and letting them patrol the school? Don't put it past them. Uh, the two most popular requests made by the terrified school staffers are a) to get serious about punishing violent students. You want to punish them? You're supposed to. You're supposed to give them free popcorn, aren't you? Violent students. You give them some kind of social justice, blah blah blah, justice, and that will make everyone safer from the violent thugs. Who will still be violent thugs, but at least they won't get in trouble for being violent thugs, and that's less racist, somehow. Because I guess the left saying that thugs are mostly black or Hispanic, maybe Asian. Uh, So you can't crack down on them because they're not white. So to make up for that, you must punish police officers by not having them around. Especially the white police officers, I guess. Yeah, the right has a problem with race. No, it's the left. Leftists. (coughs) um, Well-known racists. In many, many ways, my friends. So the two most popular requests is A. Punishing violent students and bringing in these people called police officers to restore safety and security. How racist can you be? I'd much rather be mugged or raped or killed than have a bunch of cops walking around enforcing laws and possibly being racist. I mean, come on. Come on, people. Where's your priorities? Your safety? Your life? Don't worry about that. Worry about uh, worshipping hijabs or something. Uh, The Black Lives Matter campaign to, quote, save black lives and get us some money for some fat-ass real estate deals. That's right. Because real estate really matters. Uh, The uh, Black Lives Matter campaign uh to say black lies and i guess it's uh, daniel greenfield's puzzled by this too apparently they think keeping police officers out of schools it makes them safer yet keeping teachers out of schools led to the stabbing death of devin scott now devin scott you probably haven't heard of him because it didn't fit the media narrative and the Black Lives Matter trash aren't going to tell you about him because, again, they're liars. I was a 15-year-old black boy. Yes, he was black. And uh, he was killed by a 16-year-old black teenager in a high school hallway. Scott's memorial service was commemorated uh, by a drive-by shooting in which passengers in a white car opened fire, and shot three teens at the service. What a wonderful neighborhood. Man, Mr. Rogers neighborhood. What a bunch of losers they were. The youngest victim of the shooting was 14 years old. Uh, Police stopped a 16-year-old with a gun but aren't sure if he was one of the shooters or one of those being shot at. Earlier, another 16-year-old had been shot in the head across the street from the St. Paul Central High School. See what getting police out of there does yes ends all gun violence isn't it obvious and these people actually have so little conscience they actually probably sleep at night the social justice warriors Uh, this incident that Devin Scott was killed in he would not have been killed if a police officer was present to intervene rather than school staff that's from Ramsey County Sheriff Bob Fletcher uh, I agree with him, Anthony Scott, who is Devin Scott's uncle, <clears throat> said St. Paul schools had replaced school resource officers, who were actually police of course, with school support liaisons. Yes, I'm here to support you and be a liaison. I don't know what that word like means, but I think it means like social justice, so it's like totally fucking cool, okay? Yeah, y'all go ahead and shoot each other. I'm going to be liaisoning over here so I don't get my ass shot. This is leftist. This is how it works. It is absolute garbage, my friends. Uh, St. Paul Schools had to replace resource officers again who were actually police, with school support liaisons and these liaisons had a job. was They were supposed to be building relationships with students. Don't like teachers and resource officers. They would do that anyway, wouldn't they? Over time, you go to school with somebody. You'd say hi, good morning. You chat a little bit. You build some kind of relationship. But it's only a good thing if they're not cops. Because cops are bad. Because cops enforce laws to protect good, innocent people. That's the left circular firing squad logic. And by the way, the firing squad, notice it's always pointing at good, decent people like you. I would say me, but I know me. I wouldn't call myself a decent person. Actually, I would, but I don't want to get into that. I'm just a mean right winger, white guy, you know, and a southerner. So, oh my God, I must be bad. Uh, let me see. The social workers proved to be useless when protecting staff or stopping a teenage boy from being stabbed to death. No, you need a cop. You need someone trained to deal with that. And you might actually have to use violence to stop the murderous little bastard that's uh, thrusting a knife into another teenager's body. Violence never solves anything. Horse hockey. Uh, violently shooting the little bastard in the head that was stabbing the other one to death would have solved that problem really quickly don't tell me violence doesn't solve anything criminal violence doesn't but there is such thing as justifiable violence and it is a good thing it's called self defense defending others it is a wonderful virtue it really is Uh, there is a level of support that is required from time to time that we're just not equipped to do, as a school staff. That is from Superintendent Joe Gotthard. What an unfortunate last name! You're Mr. Gathard. Uh, Joe, I prefer to say it faster, uh, like Gothard. But your last name is Gathard. Uh, are you some type of pervert, sir? No, I. I mean, I. I it's Gothard. It's not uh, Gathard. Oh, it's what do you mean you got hard? Again, no, sir. No, we can't have you working here. Uh, without the police, the staff have to call the cops to stop an attack and wait for them to arrive. So it's again instead of the police being there to deal with it, we have to wait ten minutes, fifteen minutes, whatever, <coughs> and that's better somehow. Because apparently, violent young criminal thugs will be offended. If you think they're violent criminal thugs and want to call police on them while they're committing violent, thuggish, violent acts that in this case killed a killed a fifteen year old kid. But again, the police aren't there. The longer it takes to get police there, the more the left likes it. So what are the less true priorities? I'll let you reach your own conclusion. I don't think they're good, my friends. Um, the staff have to call the cops to stop an attack and wait for them to arrive. Seconds and minutes really do add up. Uh unless you're going to go and, and hire professional security to be staff, you need a security. That's just the way it is. It may be regrettable, it may be sad, but it's reality, You know, you don't look at reality and say that's really bad. We should change something. But instead I'm going to go bury my head in the sand and pretend it doesn't exist. Because someone might call me a bigot for saying this truth. Oh, what a sad world. Uh, The cops now have to be stationed outside the schools because the BLMers uh, who were MFers Uh, Don't want them inside, but parents and students are demanding that cops come in from the cold. Uh, Shouldn't parents and students' uh, voices matter more than a bunch of activist hacks? Oh, there I go being commonsensical again. I'll learn one day that doesn't pay. Because now I'm just a racist because I want to save more kids' lives. Funny how that works. It's almost like being not a racist makes you a racist today. And being a racist makes you not be a racist. Upside-down society. Upside-down morals. Uh, Valeria Berrio Sanchez, uh, a student who saw Devin murdered, asked for the police to come back. I am a senior, she said, and this is supposed to be my most memorable year. It will be. Unfortunately, I have to remember it as a year I witnessed a murder. She told board members, I implored the board to make a decision to help the future generations at Harding. If we don't address school safety, we will continue to victimize our most vulnerable population which are, y'all can say it with me, young black men that the left cares so much about. They tell us they care, but their policies show the exact opposite. They're the ones being shot They're the ones being stabbed. For sure, there's a school-to-prison pipeline, but there's also a school to hospital to morgue pipeline, a former parent and track coach warned. Well, if young black men don't commit violent crimes in school, they won't be arrested. They won't be charged with murder if they don't kill other kids or try to kill other kids. Bad people have to be dealt with. Violent bad people have to be dealt with. How hard is this? The left has taken a position on reality. They don't want to hear it. Reality? That's racist. Get out of here, bigot. Get out. Uh, Ali Alawalani. I probably mispronounced the name. I uh, I uh, apologize. I'm a I'm a Southern boy. I can't say some of these words. Ali Alawanle, who is an Asian liberatory educator a liberatory educator, a teacher, and DEI activist. That's diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, activist whose pronouns, what does it fucking matter what their pronouns are, honestly? Excuse me, I'm not done, buddy. My pronouns are I, me, and uh, all about. Actually, in order, they're all about I and me. And yours are obviously racist. Uh, Again, whose pronouns are they, she? However, ranted that the district needed to divest from the police and focus on restorative practices. Uh, What's that do for stabbing victims? Nothing. Doesn't stop the bleeding. Doesn't prevent the stabbing. Doesn't prevent them from dying at 15. Well, then it's not needed in this case, is it there? Okay, Gandhi, so go somewhere else. I shouldn't say that because Gandhi had better sense than this. Uh, she ranted that the district... I'm sorry. Oh, okay, so I said she. She or they said... How can one person be two? Uh, I don't want to get into it. Uh, but again, she said that we need restorative practices, ethnic studies curriculum... Like, that's going to stop a thug with a knife from stabbing another student. Oh, the stupidity. Uh, But she's into restorative practices, ethnic studies curriculum, and instruction, and reimagining the family. (coughs) Reimagining the family. If I could reimagine my family, I would reimagine the uh, Hagans as rich people. That would be nice, but you know what? Reimagining things doesn't change reality. Ah, uh, what a hoot these left to star. Uh, if only an ethnic studies curriculum had been there when Devon was stabbed. Yeah, he wouldn't have died. Don't you know that? Actually, he would have. Uh, folks have been dying to get police back in the buildings to monitor our black children. That is from Chantel Allen. Chantel Allen. A school resource officer according to her is still a killer cop you know being a killer isn't isn't uh, always bad is it if there's one student trying to kill another with a knife and a cop comes along with a gun and shoots the murderous little bastard guess what the cop is a hero he did a good thing or she did a good thing and they should be applauded for doing a good thing Not all murders are equal. That's the problem with this all equality and diversity and all the other things the left loves so much. There ain't no such thing as the, the equality they imagine exists. Because individualism exists, individual actions exist, and the left can't fathom that. <clears throat> um, but it wasn't a cop that killed Devin but one of the beneficiaries of St. Paul's embrace of Black Lives Matter and its pro-crime policies. A cop didn't kill Devin, Chantil Allen's policies did, so she can uh, talk all day about what we really need, but her policies got this kid killed. When the St. Paul Board voted 5-1 to one to remove cops from schools, they also voted 5-1 to one to kill Devin and to let gang members and teenage drug dealers terrorize their employees. You rat bastards! What's happening in the Saint Paul schools reflects a larger crisis over police defunding and rising crime uh, that has wrecked the Twin Cities. In 2021, Saint Paul set a new record for murders, and increased again in 2022. Uh, Pro-crime policies like police defunding and and crime legalization, along with support for Black Lives Matter, has led to murders. Again, of mostly black people. High schools are at the bleeding edge of this crime wave. <laughs> Excuse me, pro-crime policies have cost lives in and out of schools, and yet the left has not given up claiming that violent crime is a problem that, can be so- that can't be solved with ethnic studies and a whole range of buzzwords. When police were pulled out of schools, activists claimed that would make black students safer. The students aren't safe, neither. Are the workers, nor is anyone else. Because the black kids are even more likely to be victims of the violent thugs. And it doesn't matter what color the thugs are. Those black kids are still going to be the number one target. But the left doesn't care. <clears throat> very sad, my friends. Very, very, very sad. <clears throat> now, have you heard this news? Ireland... And I've got lots of Irish in me. That's right. Uh, and Scottish. And lots of drunks. But uh, the name Hagen is Irish. The Hagins were from Ireland. Most of my other family was from Scotland. Originally there was some English in there. And some other things too. Uh, but that's mainly my family tree. is mainly going to be Irish. And even even more so Scottish. But Ireland, the country, has proposed killing 200,000 cows. Uh, Why would they kill 200,000 cows? Uh, uh, There's some diseases infected the cows or giving milk that is hurting people. No. Uh, They've come down with some rare disease for these 200,000 cows. They can be passed on if people eat the meat from the cows or drink milk from the cows. No, that's not it. No, they're going to kill 200,000 cows for that cult of climate change agenda. That's right, they're going to save the planet. And yeah, you're going to starve, but <laughs> the left loves it. Anyway, uh, when the price of meat goes sky high, which it will of course, it's uh, when it's too expensive you will finally believe our leaders hate us and want most of us dead. That question is from Bunkerville. This is from Bunkerville.wordpress.com very good blog read it every day my friends after the daily Gator of course but read this blog every day. I would have thought that Ireland would have had enough of starvation uh, what with the earlier uh, potato famine <coughs> but basically they want to reduce the number of cows because cows fart and when they fart they claim the methane increases the temperature of the planet. It is going to kill us all eventually. Uh, but again, getting rid of cows means getting rid of beef, getting rid of dairy products, uh, cheese, cottage cheese, yogurt, so many things. Um, unbelievable. <clears throat> A Wall Street Silver on uh, Twitter. Tweeted, this to in: farmers in Ireland are protesting against the government's plan to slaughter 200,000 dairy cows to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. A 55,000 direct and indirect jobs are threatened, so it'll be good for Ireland to have less beef, less dairy products, and 55,000 more unemployed people. In what world does that make sense? The only world it does, I guess, would be the the perversely s- s- sick, twisted leftist mind. Why do governments, uh, Wall Street Silver says? Why do governments push these crazy plans to reduce food supply? <clears throat> I don't know why. Uh, you know, Kamala Harris just gave a speech recently including uh, word salads, I'm sure, and goofy laughter. But she said something very interesting uh, in this speech. See if I can get this on there where you can hear it good, my friends. Hold on just a second. emissions by 2050. The investment we are announcing today will help us to achieve these goals, and it will do so much more. Because think also about the impact on not only the local economy, not only on an investment in the entrepreneurs and innovators from and in the community, think about the impact on something like public health when we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water did you catch that? when we reduce population she said now I'm sure that was a gaffe it might have been I'm certainly not accusing the Vice President of saying that in a malicious fashion. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me. When we reduce population, think of all the wonderful things that will happen. Hmm. Of course, the way these people spend tax money, the fewer people who are alive, means the fewer people that can work and earn money and pay taxes. So, where will you corruptocrats get your money if there's less people working? You just going to plant another grove of magic money trees somewhere or everywhere? And what do you want to bet that Kamala Harris and people like her, old uh, George Soros and other trash from the uh, uh, World Economic Forum and groups like that? Yes, you, Klaus Schwab. And people like you wonder if they're going to stop eating steaks and burgers and delicacies that they want. I doubt it. It'll be us that suffer. Uh, Scary stuff, again, that video is on Bunkerville. You should go read it, my friends, or go listen to this uh, particular video and uh, read the text. Good stuff. And Zero Hedge also had a piece called, Are You Willing to Starve for the Greater Good? You should go read that and think about it. I haven't read it yet. I imagine it's pretty good. Again, the same old thing from communism. The common good. The common welfare. And it's funny because the common good never is good. The results are always bad. Ask the tens and tens and tens and tens of millions of Chinese people that died under Mao. Stalin. I imagine if the greater good was really better. Ask the Cambodians and, and about the killing fields and Pol Pot and the Khmer Rouge. Ask them how that worked out. Now, my friends, let's go to a different story. Uh, the American Thinker has a, a good one. It's, it's kind of a weird question, but if you think about it, it's an important question that needs to be discussed. Uh, here's the headline. Uh, William Sullivan wrote this piece. People of Color and 2SLGBTQIA+, using language to enforce subordination. That is the uh, title of this article. Uh, Recently, Arizona Republican Eli Crane was rebuked for referring to people of color, as the left refers to black people, especially black people, as colored people. Uh, That's a controversy which would at any other time in the history of the English language be incomprehensible to a sensible reader. After all, there's no practical differences in the phrases. In fact, the choice to give preference to the phrase people of color is worse than uh, practically useless to an English speaker. It's needlessly more burdensome to to both the talker and the listener. If you say a colored person, racist, right? But you're saying the same thing you say a person of color. Because a person of color is a colored person. The left in their mind games. Their wacky doodle uh, way to divide people, my friends. Uh, consider this formally with any other trait. What would you refer to yourself uh, as a person of dark hair? Or a dark haired person? Is there a difference? No. There isn't. Would you call your wife a woman of devotion or a devoted woman? Or your friends uh, that you admire in your community, would you refer to them as people of good hearts or good-hearted people? You know the latter of all those examples uh, to be the most coherent because you speak English and you would rightfully look askance at anyone who tells you that your kid is a child of talent rather than referring to him or her as a talented child but the point for the leftist language police isn't about efficiency in communication it's about power control also you will amend your language and speech patterns in uncomfortable and nonsensical ways in order to conform to a peculiar social order or you will Uh, be socially pilloried for your refusal to do so by submitting uh, to stupid new language rules that apply only to you. In Eli Crane's case, it's clearly a slip of the tongue, but that doesn't matter. If Crane were a black man, he likely could have spoken the N-word without objection. But since he is not, different rules apply to him. Isn't that called racism? Inequality? Discrimination? Bigotry? Uh. It used to be Democratic Representative Joyce Beatty, or Beatty rather, I'm sorry, who was once uh, the chairwoman of the Congressional Black Caucus, uh, which is a racist group of congresspersons, Uh, well, not just racist, also communist, asked for unanimous consent to strike the words of referring to me or any other of my colleagues as colored people. And so the supposedly offensive reference to people of color as colored people was unanimously stricken from the record. We're just going to take our racers and erase those words, boys and girls. They just can't exist. There's no justice there. We have to cover our ears. Uh, Eli Crane was forced to self-flagellate, telling Americans that he misspoke. Everyone is created in the image of God and created equal. He would have been smarter to say, you know what? L- read this column because saying one is it, again a person of color or a colored person, there is no difference. And then giving people maybe a dictionary to take home with them to study. <clears throat> That's an odd sort of non sequitur. Black Americans are certainly created in the image of God and created equal, regardless of whether they're referred to as people of color or more in accordance with our language customary usage as colored people. But nonetheless, his explanation and penance were unacceptable uh, to this high priestess of the DEI ministry. He didn't misspeak, Beatty said. He said clearly what, in my opinion, was intended to. It shows us directly why we need DEI, which is Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. I'm not unaware of the fact that the phrase colored people was once widely used in the Jim Crow South, and I'm not recommending that anyone commonly use it today. But it should at least be understandable that someone in the course of a conversation about race might occasionally resort to using the far more practical language to characterize the very same people that the left demands be described by the somehow more socially acceptable phrase people of color. But in terms of the many linguistic thorns burrowing in our cultural psyche uh, that are destroying our society cell by cell, even this example pales in comparison to the latest iteration of the acronym associated with what was once limited to the quote gay pride movement and sexual revolution many years ago we were presented with a political coalition called lgb lesbian gay bisexual this later become became lgbt that was somewhere in the 90s to include transsexuals this later became lgbtq because the queer people had to get involved had to be there and then lgbtqia in recent years back in march of 2022 when espn analysts protested a florida bill which prohibits k through third grade instruction regarding sexuality with which nearly two of three americans openly agree the announcer ref- referenced the coalition as LGBTQIA+. That is eight count them eight syllables that people are expected to speak whenever re- referencing this expanding group of supposedly marginalized people who, outside of their unusual sexual proclivities and all peculiar and/or peculiar means of self-identification, are otherwise completely unrelated. But that ridiculous acronym has quickly become the standard in professing one's progressive bona fides here in America. Uh, Go read it all, my friends. It just gets better. Great piece. And again, American thinker William Sullivan. God bless you, my friend. You've done a hell of a job. Oh, what a fine morning. What a fine afternoon. My friends, that is it for me. That's the show I probably went over time but what the hell i can't help myself i'm just going to be me god bless you thank you for listening if you want to be a financial contributor as you listen on spotify or wherever you listen there's a button there on the spotify page if you go to my spotify page and it says support this podcast what do you think happens when you hit that button you get an opportunity to directly positively positively influence and aid this podcast God bless you if you do. Thank you. If not, that's fine too. I like listening to myself talk. I think I'm a wonderful guy. I gotta be honest. Uh, some people say I'm kind of stuck on myself. but What do those losers know, right? But thank you for all your support. Pass it around. Link it. I want more people to hear this. I'm not looking to get rich doing it. If I get rich doing it, I would not mind. Uh, but... Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for your patronage. Continue to support the right things, my friends. The right side of history. The right side of the current, I guess, culture wars. Political wars. Verbiage wars. Words war. And keep fighting, my friends. God bless you. Take care of yourselves. If you're left, you just ain't right. God bless America. And yes, go Gators. We'll talk to you tomorrow, my friends, which is... Tuesday that's right Tuesday y'all be good behave and uh, stay out of trouble you rascals will you please yes especially you you in the blue shirt young lady we saw what you did last week